All right. It's going to be a longer pod, closer to the 30 initial. we got to talk about free agency. we got to talk about it. Um, I'm going to go team by team. I'm going to kind of try to zip through this uh, as quickly as possible, uh, understanding what they did. But I, I want to point out first the, the teams that did a bad job, flat out. Um, I'm going to start in New Orleans. So here's the thing. Remember these moments, right? Like, people are blaming, your, you know, um, Anthony Davis. He wouldn't stay. Chris Paul wouldn't stay. I, I get it's a small market. Um, but you need to build a team around the player. And, you know, show that you contend. And, and by the way, it's not, I'm not going to bring up Milwaukee. Milwaukee, to me, is not the, um, not the, not the proof case here. Uh, Dallas actually kind of is with Dirk, right? They they kept on getting incrementally decent pieces that were better than than their slotted. You know, drafting Josh Howard for that team, uh, the Antoine Walker Jason Terry deal was very clever. Um, you know, guys cheap, guys on the cheap, Marquise Daniels in his prime on the cheap. Um, the only mistake they did, I think, and we talk about this a lot, is not maxing out. And also, by the way, trading Devin Harris for Jason Kidd ended up being a, a really nice move. Jose Juan Barrera. The only move they did that wasn't wise was holding on to Roddy Boubois, which we talked about at Nassim. But you gotta you gotta make, you know, it's it's up to the GM, right? The GM's gotta make some, some decent moves. And I think, you know, Griff Griffin to me is he's a nice guy, he's gonna studio. He's 0 for 3. 0 for 3. So when he first takes over. Uh, actually, you can make an argument over four. When he first takes over, let's dissect some of his deals that have come to place going into this free agency. Um, the the letting Drew Holiday go. Now I get it; he's getting four first rounders, but again, they're Milwaukee Buck first first rounders. Their pick's going to be in the twenty five to thirty. So you got to start doing. The number sounds like a lot. Wow, we're getting four first rounders. That's a, that's a big number. But what percentage? of people in that range work out. And then the other resources you need, you need to have in order to develop them is is a lot, right? You need to give them minutes and usage. And these are these are not uh, easy feats. So not everyone in the NBA can, you know, has the ample time to develop that many players at one time. Most teams only have a opportunity to develop at most four players. Because you got to give them spots on the rotation. They got to fit amongst other players on your team. You know, I would say four is the max a number of guys that you could develop. But develop to me means um, that they still need minutes and usage. You're not quite sure what they are yet, and you're kind of giving up minutes and usage to a veteran or someone that's at least more certain of the, of the ability in order to see if this guy is something. So it's a gamble, right? You could lose uh, out, and that and that. You know, youth that that player is, isn't anything uh, long term. Anyway, so New Orleans, the Drew Holiday letting him go, getting Eric Bledsoe back was a double negative because Bledsoe was a really bad fit. He could kind of shoot, but not really. Right? Teams let him shoot. Not a good fit with Zion, and he already had Lonzo Ball at the one. So why did you do any of this? Right? You have Ball and Ingram. You need you know legitimate pieces around them. That's that's not going to get it done. The second thing he did was was the Stephen Adams deal and Stephen Adams' contract. So Adams, again, in the NBA right now, you want to overpay for for um, spare resource for resources that they're not that many of supply and demand. Okay, 
So the scarce resources right now are a wing that could do, let's say, two out of three of these things. Create, shoot, defend. If you get a wing that does two out of those three really well, you got to overpay. If they do all three, I mean, that's an extreme overpay. But at least two out of three, you got to overpay. So the, the teams that did this, even though these guys sound like they're a decent contract, did the right move. So Reggie Bullock and Dallas, good signing. Um, Alec Burks, Knicks, good signing. Evan Fournier, good signing. Evan Fournier, right? They do two out of three. If they just do one out of three, don't even bother because they're going to be played off a of rotation. So even like, unless they do the one extremely well. So even Duncan Robinson, Miami, by the way, that's a fine signing. I get it. 590 sounds like insane. But you can't get shooters of that length so easily. Doug McDermott in San Antonio. I am fine with that. Three years, 42. Yeah. That's fine. It's 14 a year. So I don't. That's not the bad signings. Okay. What you don't want to do is order pasta at a restaurant because you can make pasta on your own. Why are you spending 25 bucks on a pasta dish? Right? Same thing here. So if I could get that resource a lot cheaper, let me do it. Like the outside of that, now you got to play like the health game, right? Like I'm on Weight Watchers. It's like this or that, right? So it's like either a, a bowl of like, you know, heavy cream vanilla ice cream. Or like Greek yogurt with berries, right? Like, what are the Greek yogurts with berries you can keep taking? They're gonna make incremental improvements. So, on that side, you want to sign the guys like Otto Porter Jr. I love Otto Porter Jr. Value clearly diminished like crazy, but he does two out of those three things, and he's comparable to let's say Jeff Green. He'll give you a lot more. Jeff Green costs five million a year. Otto Porter Jr. You get him at the veteran minimum, half the amount. So those are the incremental reaches. Back to um, New Orleans. So they get Adams, not not a spare resource, really easy to get a center in today's NBA. You already signed, you already drafted Jackson Hayes, who looked good. Good athletic five. Zion might be a five. Give him the opportunity to play the five. Um, and there's so many centers that are just available, like Gorgie Dang, Kylo Quinn, um, and they're dirt cheap. And they can play in a rotation, and they're quality. So it doesn't make sense to ever overpay for a center, as an example. Again, unless they're doing two out of the three things. And even then, you don't want to overpay because they're centers. But if they could defend, create, um, shoot. Now, if they can do all three, they're pretty underrated. That's why I like Al Horford. kind of does all three. Bam Adebayo does two of those things. You create a defender. Kelly Olynyk, who got signed, I don't think it's the worst contract. Because, again, you take the wing value of that player, you prorate it down to center, which is basically what Olynyk got. Olynyk can shoot and create. Laurie Markkinen, we'll see. Those guys, not too bad. New Orleans, back to New Orleans again. So now the Adams deal, bad. Drew Holiday, bad. Then this, start of this sort of offseason, the Memphis deal, not good. He doubles down, Griff doubles down on a uh, bad deal. 
That's what it is. It's a bad deal. Doubles down on it. And swaps picks. 10-17, right? Here's the problem with that. I'm fine. If you're going to move your pick, it's fine. But, like, at least get a guy that fits around Zion. Like, we just saw that Steven Adams doesn't really make sense. And maybe you need a spacey five or a different type of five, whatever. But don't get a similar, better version of Adams. It's not going to do it. I like Valanciunas. He's fine. He does not fit. And now you lost to Adams. You're still going to pay Jonas. And you moved out of 17, which was a lot worse of a prospect than 10 in this draft, in this draft. So now New Orleans is left with this weird roster. Then they weren't even sure if they were going to keep ball. So they do a three-way deal. They lose another pick in this deal. Lonzo Ball, sign and trade, goes to Chicago. Thomas Sedaransky and Temple, who they would have been better off retaining in the deal and letting leaving Charlotte alone. They go to Charlotte with a pick, and Devontae Graham goes to New Orleans. Devontae Graham had a nice little half season about two years ago. I'd rather go after Victor Oladipo and, and like, you know, hope him. You got to be careful with these guys. Graham is a bad team, bad, uh, good stats guy. Now, he was relatively efficient on that half year in Charlotte two years ago. I think he shot 57% from true shooting um, before the, the All-Star break two years ago. But we don't know if he's still that guy. And also, like, Zion said he liked Lonzo. Like, I don't know if I would have just gotten rid of that. Like, that's silly. Um, and now they're left with Ingram as well. The, the way they need to rehash this now, and it's kind of late in my opinion, um, is, first of all, down the stretch, if you've got like Zion, who you're playing the offense through, you don't need, and I keep saying this, you don't need a traditional point guard. You don't. You want some defense and shooting around him. So, and I don't know if Ingram and, and, and Zion's the best fit. Ingram signed to a long deal. Maybe they're going to look at Ingram. I don't know. I don't know at this stage. If you're going to deal Ingram at this stage, the guy to look at is probably Darren Fox. and Maybe get Buddy in that deal and throw in Adams. I don't know. But it, it doesn't look great at this stage for New Orleans. I'm not too happy with Chicago either. I think silly teams are also really bad at assessing their own talent. So Chicago also um, did poorly. Why? Why do I say this? A couple reasons. First of all, if you looked at the data, it's very obvious that Sadoransky and Levine actually make sense in a backcourt together. That's how to do it. Levine needs to hand a little bit. Don't make him point guard. Levine and Kobe White didn't work. Fine. Kobe's hurt, so it's not going to matter as much now. But you need defense in that backcourt because you don't have defense anywhere else. Looking at the front court now, so they had it. They had their backcourt. I think Sadoransky was the right guy. Now looking at their front court, um, so you got Vucevic, Patrick Williams, and let's see what they do at the three. Um, unless they keep it Thad Young. I mean, it's not. It's a team. Look, it reminds me of the the mid two thousands Knicks. It's a big insult. These guys could all score twenty. They can't defend for lick. 
they don't complement each other. <clears throat> and you got to be worried about Zach Levine wanting out. What would I have done? First of all, I never would have done the, the Vooch deal. Like, you weren't there. Point blank. Right? Like, you, you just weren't there. What do I mean? What do I mean you weren't there? I, you weren't ready to make this move to deal picks. And I get the frustration. Like, the Bulls have been drafting number seven for, like, four years in a row. And literally, they got the seventh pick, like, four years in a row. It's insane. So, I could appreciate some of that frustration, potentially. But, you got to be patient. I mean, let, you know, Levine's young, let him him grow. They had Carter, you know, keep getting a a good pick, build around and get a wing, and then, you know, wait, wait a few more years and then go after the Vooch deal. Levine and Vooch, not a great fit. I, I just think the GM just loved Vooch, and he wanted to get Vooch whichever way possible, fine. Um, fit's not there. So as a result, um, now they're going pushing after ball, and they got Alex Caruso again, the rule. Point guards are a dime a dozen. Don't overpay. They overpaid. You want a backup worker? Get Ish Smith. All right, he's fine. He's good. Like, Alex Caruso is a weird, like, it's really weird. Just a weird team. Looking at the rotation, you're going to start um, Ball, Levine. I mean, on paper, it sounds good. Williams, Young, Vooch, I suppose. The problem is, first of all, the, the coach, if he's smart, does not start that exact lineup because you got to stagger it. You know, Young as sixth man makes a lot more sense. Um, they're going to try to outscore people. You know, they're a good daily fantasy candidate for the other team. So in, on DFS, play whoever uh, is playing Chicago. They can't defend anybody. And they're going to fight for, like, the play-in. And that's it. Like, is that what we really want? I don't know. They really they really messed up. Chicago, big loser. Big loser. Um, New Orleans, Chicago are the big ones. And then, you know, I, I think, again, as you go through it. So, you know, Atlanta now is playing a cat-and-mouse game with John Collins, waiting for another team to sign him to max. Uh, Boston, the Celtics don't prepare well. I got to say this. They just don't, right? They they do these moves. That it's like they, they believe in the concept, rain, rain, go away, come back another day. When it comes back in monsoons, rain, rain, go away is a horrible lesson for our next generation as an FYI. Let it rain now. Let's take care of it, and let's enjoy the weather afterwards. But when it comes back another day, you might not anticipate it. It might be a worse situation for you, and then it's going to monsoon, and you're done. Handle it now while you can. It's a good lesson for the kids. And that's what the Celtics did. They, they were like, you know, Kyrie Irving, ah, we have this issue, future pick. Is he going to sign? Rain, rain, go away, come back another day. Doesn't resign. Hayward... What do we do with him long term? I don't know. Should we trade him? Rain, rain, go away. He leaves. TPE. What are we doing? We should go after Fournier. Could we sign him in the free in the off season? I don't know. And rain, rain, go away. We lose him. So we kept. We went from just these slightly. We kept on slowly diminishing these 
assets that we got. We didn't airball them, but we really deteriorated the value. We kept downgrading. Um, now, look, the Celtics have a lot of youth. They're going to rely on Tatum and Brown to continue to develop, as they have. And the big thing, thing for them is they're going to need um, Langford or Naismith. They're going to have to hit with one of those. They have to be contributing players. And if I'm the Celtics, I go outside the box, as I've said a million times, and not have a traditional point guard. Right? So, my concern with the Celtics is Marcus Smart. They, they should have traded him. They still, they still should. Um, but if they could play Josh Richardson at the one and he regains some um, muster of, of what he did in Miami, I mean, that's an interesting pickup if he, if he could play that way to an extent. And then Langford's a great defensive piece. Um, so if you do that, you at least have your youth in position to be successful, and you hope to hit. You hope Langford takes a step. You hope Richardson regains some value. Um, you hope Naismith, you know, either starts or you know plays rotation minutes and um, is a contributor, like a Wesley Person type. And Chris Dunn, you hope Chris Dunn regains as well. Chris Dunn, I thought was an interesting pickup. But you got to move smart, and you got to move smart for what I would call a backup three slash four. Um, you can't allow the Grant Williams, Jabari Parker minutes, uh, you know, whatever you want to put in there, Luke Cornett, whatever. That needs to be a better player. semi Ojali. That needs to be a better player. So you want a lengthy wing. Now, there are certain veterans that have been available, people have been looking at, that are interesting. Um, who do you get for smart? I don't know, but there, there's potential moves out there, I would assume. Um, you know, to get that, to get that lengthy player. You basically want Harrison Barnes type. Harrison Barnes, Rudy Gay, um, you know, Scotty Barnes in the draft would have been perfect, obviously. You know, you couldn't get him, but, but a, a guy like that. Then now you're you're at least pretty interesting. So, so that's the Celtics. Charlotte, I thought did fantastic. Charlotte did really well in this draft, or in uh, in the, this offseason. They got a pick for Graham. He wasn't part of the future court. Sadaransky fits in the rotation. Um, they didn't re-sign Cody Zeller. That's the right non-re-sign. They got uh, Kai Thomas out of uh, Texas in the deal for the with the Knicks. So they did all right. Um, and now they're just going to let this thing kind of grow. Hopefully Hayward's healthy. That's the way to do it. They're going to slowly get better. Chicago, we talked about. Cleveland, Jared Allen, five years, two. No, no. Five years, 100. No. You just signed Evan Mobley. Okay. Like, I get it. Allen's young. He's 23. But, like, he doesn't fit. People are like, oh, but a front court. No. You don't double down on Allen types. Mobley is not a shooter. He's a defender who can kind of play some offense and create a little bit. So, like, you can't have two of those guys on a lineup. You're, you're going you're gonna to need shooting and offense. Right? As a result, They, they needed to get a wing. They needed to overpay for wings. Totally. They totally did. 
And that's what I would have used that, that money on. Duncan Robinson, Evan Fournier, those guys were available. Um, obviously, you want to move Sexton or at least split him and Garland in some way. To further develop Okara White. Um, and look, they got, you know, but, but and then, you know, hopefully Mobley is something. And, and you know, that's, that's fine. Put up in position. Maybe start Larry Nance Jr. But I would not have re-signed Allen. I don't, I don't think that was the guy they needed. There's so many guys that get get the job done on that slot that are half the money. Speaking of which, Noel was also a bad signing for the same reason, even though he was half the money. Again, Allen, you need two You need two out of three. Defense, create, shoot. That's the only things I'm overpaying for. Otherwise, we're getting them on the cheap. Allen does not – he's a great defender, but he does not – you know, again, defense, shooting, create. He can't shoot, can't create, just defense. So that's not enough for me to overpay with. I, I understand he does it better than others, so maybe it's a little more within those ends that only do one out of three, but not worth the overpay. Um, so I don't like what Cleveland did. Dallas. Also, like they overrated. Tim Hardaway Jr. is not that good. Again, he can only do one out of three. Evan, what would you rather, Evan Fournier or Tim Hardaway Jr.? I'd rather Evan Fournier. What would you rather? Two of Alec Burks and, you know, Bullock or whatever. I probably would rather have that. Um, I, I don't like anything they did. Um, I, I think they overpaid Hardaway Jr. again. I think they should have gotten Fournier. He would have made a little more sense. And I think they should have offered Collins the max. And see, because their power situation is weak, see whether Atlanta matches. By the way, another... Um, item to look at in this um, free agency or, you know, the next couple months is like the, the teams that shat on their own players, Dallas with KP, uh, Sixers with Simmons, like who gets dealt? They're supposed to get dealt. Like there's not even close to a rumor. So are we just going to ignore it? Maybe we're ignoring it. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, when we can zip through, Denver was fine. They, they retained basically everybody for, for decent pricing. Um, I don't know what's going on with Paul Millsap. i got to check. Maybe they, they kept him. I didn't see anything. Uh, Detroit, they're going to be building around Cade. I think it's fine. They needed spacing. Olenek is fine. He's fine. Everyone thinks they overpaid. What's crazier is that they the Plumlee deal, and they had to move a pick just to unload Plumlee. That's not great. But other, um, honestly, other than that, it's it's totally fine. I have, I have no issues with, with Detroit. Golden State, they couldn't find a suitor for 714 um, and Wiggins. Bazemore goes to the Lakers. So, Golden State needs to get that other guy. They hope they're going to hit on some of these draft picks and maybe someone becomes available available at the deadline. If I'm the Knicks with Julius Randle and it's not the same story as it was this current season, that's a suitor. Houston. I don't get why they got so many centers. Seguin in the draft, but then why'd you sign? And they have Christian Wood already. Um, but why'd you sign uh, Daniel Tice to that deal? Again, if you're a bad young team, just overpay for wings. Look at wings and just, you got to overpay. And that's it. You don't need to get these bigs. They're a dime a dozen. Indiana. Um, I don't hate. You know, they didn't really do much. Their goal is that Warren is going to take them to the promised land. 
I, I just said those words out of my mouth, and I can't believe how crazy that sounds. You, you be the judge. But that's their plan. They think the, the missing link was Warren. Look, Indiana, if they're healthy, could be good. They could definitely be a top-four seed. I, I, I don't think they're as close as they think. The L.A. teams. Lakers, look, they got their guy, I guess. But they're doing a good job getting all these veteran minimum guys, it seems. Or at least they have interest in. But so far, you know, Ariza, uh, Ellington, um, it's looking it's looking quite good. Can Bazemore, I mean, those guys could kind of pitch your way around a, a ring rotation. Not the worst thing. The Clippers, it's all about Kawhi. Look, I'll say this. If they're healthy again, and, and, and it's not just Kawhi. Like, Ibaka needs to be healthy. Okay? They, they got a chance to win the West again. I mean, they do. They have a chance to win the West. That's still a really good team. They just have to be healthy. Miami, look, I get that they did their move. Everyone's, like, super proud of them. I don't think they're – I think last year was a was a big fall step. Two years ago seems fluky now. Um, I don't know why we feel like they're better than a second-round team. If that, if that. All they did was upgrade from Drogic to Lowry. Keep that in mind. So not so impressed. It's all they did. They didn't move Hero for a better piece when they could have. Let's just say that. Milwaukee, they lost Tucker. That's a decent loss. Um, and I get he went to Miami. I don't think it helps them that much. Um, Minnesota, they didn't do anything. I think Minnesota is a sneaky, good target for Simmons. If I'm Minnesota, I'm, I'm, I'm talking. I know they can probably want Edwards, but there might be a way to get him. Without it, I would definitely move Russell and other pieces to find a way there. New York, they're just running it back again. They got to see. Now, look, they're putting their youth in position to be successful. Quickly, Grimes, Toppin, uh, Barrett. But let's see, let's let us let us let's see if they repeat. If they're out of the playoff picture by the deadline, I think they got to move Randall. Orlando, they're fine. They're, they're they're on the right rebuild. That's how you do it. Um, Philadelphia, are they going to lose Green? That's a big loss. They need to keep Green. Phoenix got McGee to back up, resign Chris Paul. You know, you just made the finals. Let's run it back. Uh, we'll do the rest of the teams later. But big loser, Chicago, New Orleans, in my opinion. Everyone else, fine.